All right, all right. What's going on, guys? Mike Foster here, and I am excited to bring you an episode uh, here. Actually, a little something special and different. I did a Facebook video on my video log. I post videos every single Wednesday, and this is an old one, but it's a good one. And I really think it's an important message, especially as we start to think about long-term wealth and passive income. Right? We have to have vessels to put it in, and it's smart and it's strategic of us to build with the end in mind, right? Build with the long-term goal of generational wealth. And this episode is going to explain to you a little bit about what I'm talking about. So enjoy. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, Warriors? How are you doing out there? Hey, it's Mike Foster here, um, and I am excited to bring you this episode here, or rather this uh, video. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to set your kids up for success, right? Uh, generational wealth building. Uh, this is definitely something that goes uh, hand in hand when it comes to building up real estate in your um, in your portfolio, um, in you know, whatever, whatever it is that you, that you decide to build as far as your goals, whatever business, it can be real estate, it can be, you know, um, a store, it can be whatever, you know, whatever it is that you, that you have in mind. But, um, but yeah, this is going to be nice. I got nine points and you can kind of see them detailed here in the notes uh, that I'm going to be touching. But before I go on, um, I want to take a moment and I want to dedicate this one to my aunt, uh, Lisa Bosshart. She was a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, mother of three, her three original children, her two uh, adopted uh, children, myself and my sister Bristol. Um, she's an amazing wife. Uh, she's an amazing daughter and uh, just such a, a joy and amazing woman. Uh, real estate was one of her many passions and she definitely taught me quite a bit um, with my, my uh, limited time with her on this earth. But um uh, I love you, Auntie Lisa, and I uh, I know that I will never forget the awesome impact that you've had in my life and the life of so many others. So um, this one's for you. All right, cool. Anyway, enough of that uh, emotional stuff. Um, all right, so let's get started. So um, the reason why I want to talk about this, guys, is because now, right, 2018 is n- no better time to get into you know building and thinking long term. Right, so we think about passive income, right? Uh, active duty passive income, right? What we love to teach is how you can change your life, right? We, we, you change your life by thinking your mindset, not just on the income that you work for, but the income that you can build that will not only sustain you, but it'll surpass you. And that's the importance behind this episode. So trying to figure out how you can set up your kids, right? Your next generation for success. And a lot of it goes into training them, teaching them while they're young, incorporating them in the family business and growing them up in it. All right. So let's get started. So number one, 
I talk about incorporation because, you know, anytime you are going to take on some investments, you always want to think of two things, right? Your liability and your taxes, because those are the two things that are going to be critical as far as your progress goes, right? So liability, first off, I mean, you're liable for any investment that you take on that involves other people. Okay, if people are going to end up getting hurt, right, lose their money inadvertently, all that jazz, if they have any kind of claim against you, they can come after you if you have your investments in your own name. Okay, that's why it's important for you to incorporate, whether as under an LLC, right, some kind of partnership, an S corporation, C corporation, right? There are so many different ways that you can incorporate, but you need to make sure that you structure your investments right. And you need to make sure you get a little help. You don't want to ever do something like this on your own because you don't want to take that chance. Okay. So definitely find a legal advisor to help you out with that. Another critical piece of that, like I mentioned, taxes, right? You are taxed at a different rate when you hold your investments under some kind of incorporation. Okay. So if you're taxed at an employer rate, that's a lot higher than if you're taxed at a business rate. Okay, and you also get a bunch of tax benefits that you can take advantage of when you incorporate too, right? Such as depreciation, right? I mean, the list goes on and on. Cost segregation, I can go into it, but that's going to be a whole nother lesson, right? So I'm not going to, um, this is the, the, the gist of this video here is to go an inch deep and a mile wide, okay? So, so definitely make sure you, you go and dig up on some of these other things. All right, so number two, all right, we're going to talk about employment. All right. And I, I have it here, right? Saying start them young because it's important, right? If you understand how businesses work and all the different tax deductions that you can get for business expenses, you'll realize that if you employ your children, which yes, you can employ your children, right? Under your family business, that is a business expense. Okay. And that's a tax write-off. So that comes off of the stated income at the end of the tax year. And it also benefits your children, right, with the income that they have. So here's just a little fun fact. Did you know that in accordance with our tax law that was signed this year, 2018, right, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, your children can earn up to $12,000 a year tax-free. I'm just going to go ahead and say that again, $12,000 a year tax-free. Why not let that income come from your business, right? Come on. <laughs> so you can claim $12,000, right, tax-free under each ch individual child, right? <laughs> so you see where I'm going with that? Um, and then they're taxed at a certain percentage, which is much lower than the tax rate that you, know, you and I would, would face now uh, for anything over that, right? So if they're taxed, let's say, let's say they're making 15,000, right, for some random number. So 12,000, right, minus that 15,000, right? So at 3,000, that's what they get taxed on. I mean, it's awesome. And they also don't have to pay any FICA tax under the age of 18, so for any of that stated income that they actually have to put on, you know, they're not paying Social Security, you're not paying Medicare, all that. I mean, it's great. So, so that's awesome stuff right there. Um, 
All right. And then, you know, some important, you know, stuff that you have to follow for that, because you got to make sure you're following the rules. Just make sure that they're a real employee. Okay. So your children actually have to do work for your business. You can't just toss the money that you have under your kid's name, you know, but employ them to learn stuff. I mean, making them take on tasks, right, in the business helps them learn. Have them lick stamps. Have them, you know, close envelopes. Let them learn the value of hard work. You know, if they're old enough, have them budget some of the numbers. Teach them what some of these things mean, What, how to take account of, for taxes and all that stuff, right? I mean, you can use this as an educational tool to build your children's financial literacy. And I really shouldn't have to highlight how important that is in today's society, when we see so many people who have struggled since our our our, uh, our economy tanked in 08 and 07, right? And now so many people struggling now, trying to pick themselves back up. Anyway, I'm not going to go on into that, but that should be very, very uh, apparent. Okay. Um, another thing, right? The compensation needs to be reasonable. So you can't just pay your kids $100 an hour to lick stamps. I'm sorry, but you know, it has to be something comparable to what you'd pay someone in under current market tenses. So, I mean, it could be a little bit, you know, above, but at the end of the day, you need to be able to prove to the IRS that you're paying your kids, you know, reasonably or within reason, right? And everything is documented. That's super important, okay? Um, and then you also have to comply with legal requirements, right? So if you're going to hire any employee for a job, there are certain forms that you need to fill out. So make sure you do your homework and you find all that out. Okay. All right, cool. Moving on. Number three, retirement. Okay. And this right here is a tax shelter. It's important to understand that when you're talking about retirement, I'm talking about an IRA. All right. Start an IRA for your children. You can start your IRA for your children at any age, as long as they are earning an income. Okay. That's important. If they're earning an income, they can have an IRA. And now that you add another tax shelter to your already tax sheltered, you know, master plan, right? I mean, this is great. You can have your kids earn up to 5500 per year. And if you do it smart and you get a Roth IRA, right, they're not paying any tax on that income when they draw it out in 59 years or in 60 years or whenever they, they decide to draw it out. All right. So again, understanding how compound interest works, you're letting your kids have income each year that's compounding on itself for 59, 60 plus years. I'm going to let you go ahead and do the math on that one. Go find yourself a little IRA calculator and just play around with it and see how much your kid money your kids can actually make with 60 years of compounding interest. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So super important. You think Roth. And another thing is you want to also make sure that you put it in a good plan that they'll be able to use to leverage, or even you'll be able to use on your children's behalf to leverage for them, right? Doing a self-directed IRA is a whole lot better than doing something that is just with a regular company because with self-direction, you have a little more control, right? You want to make sure that it has checkbook control, all right? Those words are critical when you're trying to find a self-directed IRA because if you don't have that, then you don't have full control over the funds that are in that account. And so you wouldn't be able to direct it to something like, say, buying a property under the IRA, right? So keep that in mind, all right? Okay, moving on. 
college savings, right? So there's this thing, if you haven't heard of it, it's called a 529 plan, okay? Now, it's legally also called the Qualified Tuition Plan, uh, but it's under Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code. And it's super important because this is something that your kids will be able to use to pay for college later on down the road. Should they choose to go to a state school, right, a public school, or a private school that allows, you know, these certain plans to be used. There are very few out there, so you definitely need to make sure you do your homework um, as far as the private school that will enable you to use this. However, most state and public schools do use these plans, so you'll be good there. Uh, But again, make sure you do your homework, right? There are two types of these plans. There are prepaid tuition plans, which are essentially you buying college credits at the current rates today right, for your kids to use in the future. And there are, you know, a few schools, right, that that use these. So you needed to make sure you do your homework and find out which ones are and which ones aren't. And then there's also another plan called college savings plans. And that's just you putting a pool of money year after year, right, in an account that grows, usually with some kind of interest. It may be tied to a mutual fund or an ETF or, you know, something along those lines. Um, but it allows you to grow that pool of money for use of a beneficiary for the purpose of school. But it's just for the purpose of school. It's important to understand that if your child decides not to go to school, you know, in college, then, you know, you might end up in a hairy situation here because that's what it's designed for. Okay. Now, again, I'll let you do a little more research on it, but you definitely want to make sure that you understand, you know, all that goes into it, the state's that will allow you to use it, right? And the different residency uh, laws that are required for the schools that your kids attend, okay? Also very important. All right, cool. Moving on. Number five, life insurance, okay? Do not, please do not believe the hype of life insurance. I understand everybody says that it's so bad and that it's, it's this, it's that, and I promise you, happy the majority of people that tell you that don't even understand what life insurance is and how it's used. Okay. So number one, life insurance is not an investment. All right. I repeat, life insurance is not an investment, but think of it as a bank account, right? That you can use in the future to do your own banking and not have to pay 4%, 10% interest on loans from banks that are only giving you less than a percent in your savings account, okay? Think of your life insurance account as a much better savings account because if you get life insurance, whole life insurance, right? Not term, whole life insurance, right? It'll allow you to build cash value that grows in interest, usually above the inflation rate, right? So you're not gonna lose money over time, you may not get that much over it, but you'll get usually just a bit over it, right? So you can use that money later on. And yes, if you draw that money from your account, you have to pay yourself back. But imagine paying yourself back for money that you can use again later on down the road instead of borrowing from the bank and paying back so much more in interest and not being able to use that money again. I shouldn't have to explain why that's a bad idea. But anyway, again, Understand that and also understand how tax goes into that too. A lot of these life insurance plans are tax deferred. So if you plan on retiring in a much lower tax bracket, 
it makes more sense for you to put your money in a life insurance policy than inside a bank, right? Or inside an IRA for most cases too. It all depends on what it is that your goals are. And you need to make sure that you talk to a savvy financial advisor who's not biased in any direction and will give you honest, good advice from research that he or she has done. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Educational learning. This is critical too. And I already kind of went into why it's important. And we're faced with problems today because of people's lack of financial literacy, myself included. All right. I am literally trying to, you know, double my efforts and learning all this stuff that I didn't learn when I was young, mostly because I wasn't interested but also because you know a lot of the things that we do at home don't involve conversations with money. I mean, think of it this way. How many conversations have you had with your children about money? And I'm not talking about saying things like, money doesn't grow on trees. We're not the Rockefellers. We can't afford this because your daddy or your mommy isn't made of money, all right? All those do is apply limiting beliefs to your children and thinking that, you know, money is, is hard to get and it's impossible to, you know, to dream after things that are not practical because, you know, it's just impossible to get money. Money is not impossible to get guys. I'm sorry if your parents lied to you, if your parents' parents lied to them, if it's just been a continuation, I'm sorry, but it's 2018 and YouTube proves every single month that money is easy to get. You just got to work for it and you got to understand how it's made. Right. So use things like educational games, which they have, right, or educational books and learning to instill good financial habits into your kids at a young age and let it grow on them. And I swear to you, they will impress you later on down the road. Just like investing, you start small and you continue to water that seed. Let your kids, if if they fight back, okay, cool, let them fight back. But it's important and continue to stress to them. Just like I'm sure they fought back when they were eating at some point, right? They wanted to play with it all in their hair because they thought it was funny or whatever, right? I was watching a video. That's why I'm talking about this. But, you know, at some point you stress the importance of, hey, you need to eat. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself. Right. So just like you discipline your kids with other things, you can discipline your kids financially and making sure that they do what they need to do to learn. Okay. Anyway, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to tell you how to be a parent, but I'm going to tell you that these things are important in your kid's future. So definitely make sure you stress the importance of it. All right. Cool. Got it. Credit building. All right. Number seven, credit building. This is also super important, guys. Okay. So there are two ways to really grow your empire. You can do it with a lot of money and no or bad credit, right? If you have a lot of money, then you can buy stuff easier and then it saves you some time. But if you have no money, but you've got good credit, right, then you can get things a little faster because the bank's willing to work with you and you're, you can help build your empire. So you need, either need a lot of money and no time or you need no money and a lot of time, right? To really get yourself going. So think of it that way. However, there are awesome, awesome skills that you can use to build your credit. I'm going to give you three super important ones now, but I'm going to go over credit building in a future video. So look forward to that. It's going to be huge and it might be maybe demystify some of the questions you had on it. But so three ways you can build your credit super quickly now, especially for your kids, authorized user, right? Number one, get your kids. If you have good credit, 
If you have a good card that has a high credit limit and you've made awesome, you have a clean record in payments and all that, get your kids as an authorized user under that card. An authorized user, not a cosigner, an authorized user, okay? They will, tr- they will automatically transfer all the good credit history, the your time and the money limit, right? All that will be transferred over to their name immediately, okay? So everything that you've done for the past 10, 20, however many years will all be transferred over to your kids' histories. That's great. That's an awesome boost right there, okay? That takes them from having no credit history to like 10, 20, however many years of credit history, okay? Also, you want to make sure that Oh, I'm sorry. Also, even if they don't have good credit, their bad credit history does not get transferred over to you. Okay. So that's also important to know. It's just your history to them, not theirs to you. Got it? All right, good. So you need to make sure that you're using less than 30% of your credit. Okay. A good rule of thumb is to make sure you keep it across all those, all the cards. Don't use any more than 30% uh, for any one of them or don't hold a balance over 30% for each one of the cards, but overall is what they look at. So if you have a higher balance in one card and a zero balance in another, that's fine. Just make sure across your total credit limit, you're not exceeding 30% of credit utilization. Okay. So make sure you keep that in mind and then pay off your minimum amount at least every single month on time. If you have a mispayment, it will track with you for like seven years. You don't ever want to miss a payment, okay? You never want to miss a payment. Make your minimum payments at the very least every single month on time, okay? Got it. Okay, number eight. Hey, guys, this is just being real. Working online, right? This is We're in a millennium age right now. Millennials can make so much money online, even starting this year. It's crazy. So if you've got some older kids, right, that are looking for jobs and you know, maybe they just need something to do on the side to bring some income or you want to inspire them to make a little extra income, help out your family business, right? You, I'll tell you five ways right now. Amazon, right? You can start a business on Amazon, which is great. Um, it'd be right online. It takes you less than an hour to set up and you can start making money selling products like everybody else. There are plenty of YouTube, YouTube videos you can research, plenty of eBooks, plenty of podcasts and all that stuff you can listen to to get yourself started. So I'm not going to go into there. Okay. Upwork. Upwork.com is a freelancing website. So if you like to write, if you like to, you know, manage social media, if you like to do whatever, right? If you're a freelancer for anything, right? People are hiring people online. All right. So think of it as like a LinkedIn, but for things that you can just do online and people post jobs, the amount they're going to pay for a job, what they're looking, what they're expecting from you. And you just go ahead and you send them your resume, right? And you, you tell them, hey, I'll help you. And if they pick you, great. And then they'll pay you online, set up a PayPal account, and you can start making some money. Cool. Blogging. Blogging is another big thing. I don't really need to go into that because you guys all know you can blog. Affiliate marketing. That might be something that's new, a new term to a lot of people. Affiliate marketing is, you know, let's say uh, I'm partnering with Joe because Joe here has his boxing company and I have some kind of informational business and I want to promote Joe's boxing company, I'm going to take a certain link and I'm going to send that link to a bunch of different people telling them to, hey, use Joe's boxing company for X, Y, and Z business because it'll save you some money and yada, yada, yada. All right. Every time someone uses my link, right, to find Joe's business and they sign with him, I get a kickback of commission. Affiliate marketing. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Start a website. 
start a website for something, anything. If you want to sell something, if you want to, you know, promote something, whatever, right? Starting a website to get traffic to come, all that can help you make some really good money. And then, uh, right, and that's it. Okay, cool. So those are five, some, five ways. There are plenty of ways you can make money off online. I'm not going to go into all of them. All right. And I want to really go into my last one, which is a living trust. Okay. So trust fund, not trust babies. We all know that, right? The whole stigma against trust ba- trust fund babies and how they're entitled and how all this stuff, right? Listen, I mean, I, I'm not a trust fund baby, obviously, right? Here I am trying to build my, my financial success. However, I definitely understand the benefits that having a trust versus having a will provides to my family, right? And so I am definitely going to put all my assets into a trust to make sure that they're properly protected so the government can keep their hands out of everything I've worked hard for, for them. Okay. Now I will make sure that I discipline and train my kids so that they're real, right? They're not going to be spoiled little brats to the best of my ability, right? God willing. And, you know, and and it is what it is, right? I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I am not afraid of setting my, my family up for success. And I hope that, you know, me saying the word trust fund, right, doesn't, you know, avoid you anyway. So here are certain, here are five ways why a trust fund is better than just leaving a will. Okay. So you avoid probate. If you leave your inheritance to your children in a will, right, your children have to go to the government once you die to fight to get it back. Right. I know that, you know, everyone thinks that you just kind of have your thing all handed to you. I'm sorry, but that's not how it works. There's a lot of time that goes into, into making, uh, transferring the assets from your name, right, to your children's name if you die. Now, it's different if you don't own those assets in your name, okay? If you own those assets in something different, like a trust, right, (laughs) then it goes straight to your beneficiary, whoever it is, and you're good to go. So again, a trust fund is just setting up something that's out of your name to transfer over to your beneficiaries. Make sense? Cool. So avoiding creditors, let's say your child ends up getting a divorce or has like five different kids and they're all pulling child support or, you know, whatever gets into a whole lot of debt and credit and maybe goes into bankruptcy and right creditors are trying to pull for their money. Okay. That trust keeps it out of your name, but it also keeps it out of your beneficiary's name until they're ready to receive it. You see what I mean? So now if all these people are pulling for their money, that money and that estate that you've built is not in your beneficiary's name. So they are not legally entitled to any of that money in the trust. And it takes a whole lot more legal proceedings and all that stuff to even just try and go after it. So definitely better there. Okay. Government benefits for dis for, you know, beneficiaries that have disabilities. Let's say you have a child with a disability and you've been receiving some kind of government benefit. And of course you don't want to offload your estate if you die to your child, because now if they have all that money, they might not be eligible for some government benefits. Well, again, having that protection out of your child's name keeps all that money out of your you know, child's stated income, so they don't have to worry about losing their government benefits. Savvy? All right. So estate tax protection. All right. And this really goes for married couples. Now, let's say one spouse dies and they want to transfer all their money over to the other spouse via some I love you will is what they call them out there. Hey, that's good to go, right? And that'll work. 
you know, surviving spouse picks up your estate, everything's good to go until that spouse dies because the money that you have in your estate is not just going to go to your kids now after surviving spouse. It's going to go to the government. And a lot of people don't understand that. So make sure you protect your assets further. Get yourself a trust. So if your surviving spouse dies, again, it goes to the other beneficiaries that are stated down the line. Cool? Awesome. Now, no court intervention throughout any of it. All right, you set up a trust, you have your trustee, you have your beneficiaries. It's just like holding your money in an entity, guys, like some kind of business. The courts will stay out of it, right? Because it, it I mean, if if you're if you're getting sued for something, right, you don't physically own the money because it's in the trust. So you're okay. If your beneficiary is getting sued for something, they don't physically own that money because it's in the trust. So again, you're also okay. Make sense? So really, all this is is putting something outside of your name, right, in some kind of cosmos here that is going to help your beneficiary at some point, but really will be when your point when your beneficiary is ready to receive it. Okay. It also applies to if your beneficiary is a minor, right? Because if your beneficiary is a minor, right, you don't want all that money going to your child upon the time of your death. The best way to make that happen is by doing it through a trust and allowing certain date or certain things to be fulfilled, right? Certain things that you set aside in place because you know your child and you don't want them to spend their inheritance on Ferraris, on spring break parties and booze, alcohol, drugs, you know, whatever, right? The whole crazy. <laughs> so anyway, all right. That, those are the reasons why you should definitely consider doing that. And wrapping all those things, right? All nine things that I said into an awesome estate planning strategy that you can use to build wealth now, think about buying real estate. Buying real estate and letting that cash flow compound into all those different things, right? Guys, I'm telling you, you can build yourself an empire a lot easier than you think, but it all comes down to educating yourself and to figuring out what's the best way to do it, right? And starting, and starting. If you don't start, you're never gonna get there, all right? And your kids... Well, I'm not going to say they hate you for it, but your kids will thank you for it if you start now. Okay, so let's go with that. Let your kids thank you for all the awesome hard work and playing that you've done for them and their children. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Awesome episode there. Uh, definitely a flashback, but a good one. And I really hope you guys were able to take some good nuggets out of that. Um, generational wealth is important. And it is definitely important, not only for your future, but the future of the generations that follow you. So make sure you guys take some time and take a look at some of those techniques and methods and uh, tools out there, because there's a lot of good information and good education to be had from there. All right. And um, make sure you guys subscribe to our page, uh, our Facebook page or Instagram, right? We got those little uh, blogs coming out every single Wednesday with awesome nuggets coming out. We've also got this podcast here. So subscribe to this Mondays and Fridays. You get another awesome blast of information or an interview or something else really cool. We've got so much awesome stuff happening at ADPI. So come check us out. All right. I'm Mike Foster. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here.